We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's the Canadian sensation Tim Shea. Ryan Horvat, he's right here. Hey, Horvy. Hey, what is up? Tim was born in Canada, I just found out today. Tim Shea. So he's Canadian? Well, his parents had a vacation, and he was born a month early. So he's he's both. But then now he doesn't renew his citizenship. Oh, why not? He, if I was Tim, Tim, if I was you, I would try to get go the back heck out of here as yeah, soon as I could. I would, have been, I would have moved to Canada years ago. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. It's falling apart. Go Everyone's, Blue Jays. It's falling apart here. You can go work at Sportsnet. You can talk some <laughs> some pucks, big game tonight. You need the Avalanche to close it out, and I get even richer because I played them to win the Stanley Cup and uh, played them, laid the juice against Tampa, minus 175 on the series price. So it's a beautiful thing because I don't even have to bet the game tonight. I'm just going to sit back, root for Colorado to get it done. We get three chances, and I get to make a little bit more money. Uh, add to a really good week. You know, you know you what I'm saying, night? guys? Did you have Van Carroll one last night? Had Ben Carroll number one last night. Had both. Had him and Jabari. Had Jabari minus 120. No, minus 110 when it was a pick. Um, you know, when everybody from a while ago, when everybody thought it was going to be Chet that was going to go number one. But uh, I just, some, something was off with the market. So it became pretty much gambling uh, Twitter, like hashtag gambling Twitter, all the professional gamblers and degenerates that I know against Woj because Woj, Stood by his original take that it was going to go Jabari, Chet, and then Paolo. And uh, Woj was wrong. Again, like Woj was wrong with the James Harden thing. Shams is the GOAT. Woj has lost his fastball. I don't know which, I don't know why these general managers continue to lie to Woj, but I love that he's taken the bait and I love that we got a good number. I wish I want to, I wish I got a better number, man. Like I know people that cashed like 32 to 1, 30 to 1 tickets last night. I was happy just getting plus 400 when it dropped to plus 400. I was like, all right, something's off here. Have to go all in. And uh, I had that. But that wasn't even my biggest bet of the night. I mean, it ended up paying out really nice. But my biggest bet of the night was Benedict Matherin from Arizona going under pick six and a half. I did think he was going to go number five to Detroit. But um, obviously some things got changed because Jaden Ivey didn't want to go play for the Kings. So then the Kings were forced to take Keegan Murray, which then you can't pass up Jaden Ivey. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the best player in this draft. Just like I said when uh, Zion went number one, I said I had I would have went Ja because I think Ja is the best player in this draft. I think Jaden Ivey is like the next Ja. He reminds me a little bit of a mix of him and Derrick Rose, which is crazy because Jaden Ivey's mother actually was an assistant coach, coached Ja Morant, and they remind me exactly of each other. So that's kind of a cool story. Jaden Ivey's mother... Yeah, his mother, his mom, his mom's is but, uh, uh, his is mom's. Uh, attractive. Oh, is she? Dude, everybody's mom last night was attractive. Right? <laughs> That's what happens know. when we get older. Christian Wood, Christian Wood, Christian Wood. Yeah, that guy from Kansas. His mom. Oh, Christian Braun's mom last night. Christian oh, Braun, thank you. I oh, said but uh, all these moms are like our age now. Dude, his mom. These good kids, call, I forget. Guys. These kids are nineteen, so the yeah. moms are all like forty, and I'm like hubba hubba. Tim, I try to stay professional at all times, but Quentin even goes, "Ah, oh, that's uh, that's Christian." He goes, "That's Christian Brown's. Uh, that's his mom, huh?" And I go, "Could have, could have mistaken it for his girl. She was. Uh, she's gorgeous. How about Luca's mom? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. These mo- the moms are all like our age now. Like we're old. I I watch the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays make me feel like the oldest person on the planet. Everybody that comes up to bat, I'm like, my God, I watched their dad like 10, 15 years ago. That whole team." I mean, if, I, if my mom's coming to the draft, I'm like, Mom, put on a – she ain't wearing the, a low-cut dress, straps. Mom, this is my night. Mom, you can't look better than my girl. Yeah, I mean, but whew, the moms were looking great last night. Shout I mean, out not to, to be Not I've to be always... chauvinistic sports talk guy, but I'm just – I'm saying women are attractive. I'm supporting women. I think they could wear whatever they want. I, I encourage them actually – 
to continue to do what they're doing. They are uh, beautiful women, and uh, we are getting old. And hey, how about let's shout out some of the dads look good last night too. You know, how about uh, Tyler Hero's dad? He's always looking good, especially when he's coming out of the ladies' bathroom at the Pfizer Forum. Oh, boom, 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 boom. I've already had a lot of coffee this morning. I've already done two podcasts. Two pods. So is, what are you podding about today? So here's so Major League Baseball podcast powered by BetQL, myself and Cody Decker. You should probably check it out because even though I always joke that I hate baseball. I'm 20 and three in my last 23 baseball bets. So I'm on a tear right now. So I'm actually all in on baseball again. Had the Brewers yesterday. Um, wanted to jump off a bridge after the first inning, man, when they were down 2 nothing. But then uh, luckily the offense came through, had to hold on. That was, that was a sweat yesterday. I feel good. All the Brewers need is the lead going into the eighth inning. And, and it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Like I could live bet the Brewers with the lead in the eighth inning. No matter what. Devin Williams is finally Devin Williams again. Hopefully he doesn't punch a wall or anything like that. Josh Hader is the best closer. I said the next time that uh, the Brewers clinch something and they party to make Devin Williams play Edward 40 hands, so at least his hands are occupied. Dude, that's a great call. Exactly. <laughs> who who breaks their hand after winning the division? Like a blown save? A terrible appearance? I get it. But celebrating? Come on, man. But, uh... Yeah, man. So I did the Bet MGM MLB podcast and uh, trying to get all my stuff done today and get the show done today. Got the house to myself for the next uh, like 48 hours. And my kid's gone, which is actually going to suck because he's my only friend. Yeah. But same. Um, same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's gone for like the next 12 days because he's on summer break. So he went back to stay with my dad for a little bit until I go on vacation uh, coming up. Oh, actually, I had to I was going to reach out to you. Uh, I think I actually did text you one night when I was drunk. So uh, I'm going to be in the area for a couple nights. When I come home for vacation, my wife's going to be hanging out with her friends in Milwaukee. And they're thinking about, like, renting out this place. And there's, like, live music and a beer garden. And so, uh, yeah, we should all hang out. I would invite Rami, but I see he ditched us for Sacramento. Sacramento? (laughs) Rami's there talking kings? Rami. Rami. Rami went to go talk college basketball. The thing he hates the most. I'm like, I, I was thinking, I saw a good old KS, front, you know, our, our good buddy on Twitter. I saw he tweeted yesterday, Rami has to talk Kings draft. And I just started cracking up. I was like, man, the Kings, the Kings could have had the best player. I'm telling you, I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the best player in this draft. And so did I you see that graphic where the Kings, like, they took someone instead of Luka. They took someone instead of Clay. But this guy just didn't want to play there or what? Yeah, he was like, well, he didn't want to play with De'Aaron Fox and, uh, and oh. Sabonis is what, is what they're Weird. saying. But, okay. yeah, he didn't want to go play in Sacramento. Everybody actually wants to play in Detroit now because everybody likes Cade Cunningham. Did you see that's where Aiton wants to go? DeAndre Aiton wants to go to Detroit. Imagine, oh, man, I like what Detroit did in the draft last night. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that, but the Pistons, I think they won the draft. Well, they had a good draft. They got two of the top 15 guys. I don't know what the Knicks were up to, but. Yeah, what are the Knicks doing? The Knicks, oh, I know what they're doing. So the Knicks are going all in on Jalen Brunson. They want to pay Jalen Brunson 25 to $30 million a year. Problem with that is Jalen Brunson's probably going to end up staying in Dallas because Dallas just went out and traded for Christian Wood. So now you could afford, now you pay Jalen Brunson. You know, I was like going back and forth. I was like, I don't think they should overpay for Jalen Brunson. Now they might as well because now it's not just a ball-dominant backcourt you're going to try to beat teams with. Now you have Christian Wood, you're picking pop stretch four. You get a better center because they need to improve their rebounding. You know, Maybe they have a shot against Golden State if they're not getting killed on the glass by 30 rebounds every single game. So I uh, like what they're doing. I think that the Knicks screwed themselves. If they don't get Jalen Brunson, they're putting all their eggs in one basket. They always do this, though, the Knicks. They've been looking for this point guard for the last decade. I love it. Personally, I want the Knicks never to be good again. Uh, Trista does a show out in New York now, so on my show, way too much Yankees talk. God, I hope they lose eventually, just not tonight because I bet them. Way too much Mets talk. Way too much Brooklyn Nets. I uh, hate the East Coast, and I hate the Knicks. I've never – New York – most overrated basketball city ever. Milwaukee. Look at the products that come out of Milwaukee. Oh, I'm pleading for if you're if you're a high school parent and you're like, where should my kid play? I want him to go to the pros. Come here and you'll get drafted by the Warriors, man. 
Exactly. And then I'm team, uh, see, I'm just team Midwest. I know everybody obviously hates Chicago and whatnot, but I mean, man, the prospects that come out of Chicago, I mean, that's it. it that's, that's where I'm going and looking for, for Hooper, Chicago, Wisconsin, the Midwest, man, you know, like Midwest is the it, best it, dude. And all we ever talk about, all I ever hear about is like the garden, Madison square garden. Yeah. The Madison Square Garden, what? The place where Jordan would go and drop 52 yeah. on the Madison Square Garden, the- they don't even have all the lights on. Screw that place. <laughs> all, all I think when I think Madison Square Garden is Michael Jordan going in there and beating the Knicks in five and, and doing it pretty handily. And uh, and then the Houston Rockets beating up on the Knicks. And yeah, the that Indiana building Pacers gives other beat- players like superpowers. Like Trey Young goes in there and is one of the <laughs> five best series all time. Dude, seriously, comes Reggie back Miller. Home and sucks. Reggie Miller, six threes, beast there. Everybody is like Porzingis goes in there. <laughs> that yeah, so overrated. Don't care about New York. East Coast sucks. Just had to throw that out there. Hey, when you so this pl- is this place in Milwaukee you're coming to with live music? Yeah, I can't find the. I'm trying. I was trying to find the. My wife like sent me the information, but I actually deleted my text messages for some reason. Mm. Oh, you know why? Because I learned. If you've ever seen my phone, I don't like to check my texts ever, and I never check my emails. Like right now, I have one thousand. No, I have seventeen thousand six hundred and ninety-six unread emails. I would, I would pay you to clear those for you. I would, I would just enjoy it so much. I have one hundred and forty-eight texts again, but so I deleted all the texts. So I'll, I'll find out the place. But yeah, it's in Milwaukee. So there's people that text you that you don't even know what they text you. You just deleted it. No, like I get texts like, dude, I get texts like from like numbers that I don't know. I get texts like from people back in high school that like still have my number because I have the same number that I had since freshman year of or sophomore year of high school. Yeah. When I finally got off because freshman year of high school. Yeah, I never changed my, mine either. Yeah. My parents bought me that drug dealer phone because I kept going over my minutes in the eighth grade when they finally allowed me to have a cell phone. And so they got me like the phone where I would have to buy my minutes and my text messages, which was the worst, dude, because like. Somebody would text me and I would be down to like three texts and I'd be like, hey, please do not text me anymore because I'm wasting all my texts. And then like you'd have to text them back or you'd be constantly looking at your minutes. You'd be like, you know, I got to get off the phone right now. Really got to get off the phone right now. I only have four minutes to go. You know, you watch like the wire. Those are the phones that the drug dealers use. So you can't trace the calls. But I've had the same number. So I always get like like last night. I'm getting like these texts and some of them, it's kind of cool. Some of them are like, Hey, thanks so much, man. Plus 1400 plus 400 on Bon people getting better numbers than me that are listening to the show. And I don't even have their numbers saved. So, and then sometimes I get those annoying ones like, Hey, and it's always like Sunday morning at eight 30 when I have, when I plan on making no bets and like being, you know, a husband and a father and making breakfast and spending time with my family. Hey, any leans in NASCAR today? No, you hillbillies. Leave me alone and let me enjoy my family. Jesus. Uh, hey, uh, so I was on with you guys on Tuesday on Bed and yeah. tonight because it was your year anniversary show. Mm-hmm. And apparently I was your first guest. Your guy Don't was, even remember that. Yeah, your guy was so pumped to have me on again. He's like, you're our first guest. Oh, we can't wait to have you on. I was like, all right. I'm yeah, usually the right. first guest because I always say yes. And then, uh, like, I was one of the first guests on You Better You Bet, and now they're like, we don't need this guy. We got real dudes. You Better You Bet does have a tremendous guest list. I'll say that. Like, they are – I really like I, – I, I don't like many shows. I like this show. Um, I love all the shows on The Fan, of course. Wendy's big show. Quentin Mayo going to be on today talking uh, he is, Johnny yeah. Davis. Yep. Um, but, um, but, dude, I, they, they, do, they have some guys on there. Like, if you do – or if you're just, like, getting into sports betting – they have some guys on there that are really good. Uh, Drew Disnick, uh, Whale Capper is really good. Uh, I like Joey Kanish. They have some characters on there. But, man, like, they were on that. They all got really good numbers on Van Caro. And they have, uh, you know, so some, what some really good So what happened there? How, how is Woj, like, how is, he, how is he so wrong? He tweeted the top three order in the morning and was like, it was like, all right, uh, Smith's going one. And then right before the draft, Magic changed their mind or they were lying to him the whole time. They were lying to him the whole time because Bancaro knew that he was going number one. And you, this is the thing. like He said on the I broadcast loved... he didn't know until Silver came out. He's like, See, I, and then BS. his agent whispered to me, he's like, congrats. Nope. nope, BS, because his dad, his father on Instagram, two days earlier, 
was posting, you know, that ludicrous uh, song, I'm coming for the number one spot. His dad was like posting like number one spot screen caps and like celebrating. Quentin said it best last night, actually. He's like, man, because he had Jabari going number one. He's like, I'm screwed. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't wear that suit unless they're going number one. I mean, he had diamonds all on his suit. So clearly he knew he was going number one. What would you got used last night, man? I, I thought I thought maybe Paolo was going number one because Houston really wanted him, didn't want to mess around, and being Houston and being dumb would trade up and just go get him, you know, from three to one. Maybe that's what was going to happen. But I think they just used Woj. They kept it a secret. I always think that that was their guy. The thing with Jabari, like Paolo, he goes out, he goes up and gets the ball. He could put the ball on the floor. He creates his own shot. The knock was maybe... He needed to improve his three-point shooting. But look what he did in the NCAA tournament. He shot over 40%. He was the go-to guy. Look what he did against Arkansas. Like, here's the thing, man. I, I actually like Chet. I like Chet a lot. We did this. People were saying this about Giannis, too. He was six foot nine and, what, like a buck 85, 190 pounds. I think Chet can put on muscle. It's just going to take a couple of years. So if you're a team like OKC and you don't have plan on winning for the next couple of years, why not go with Chet? But against Arkansas, they were just so physical. They got in his head. He got in early foul trouble, and they shut him down by being physical. They tried to do the same thing with Bancaro, and they just couldn't, man. He cooked them, and that's when you you saw clearly he was the best player. Um, you know, I like Jaden Ivey, but Bancaro, you had to go with him number one. You, they just had to do it. And with uh, Jabari, the thing is, he can't dribble. Like, he can't really handle the ball, and he's a six foot ten power forward, so not that he really needs to do a whole lot of that, but he could hit threes. He just he the the thing on him all year they were like man imagine if he had a point guard he doesn't have a point guard to get him the ball and what's funny is now he goes to you know Houston where he doesn't have a point guard to get him the ball I don't even know who their point guard is there Kevin Porter Jr. maybe so he's going to be screwed again I I just I think he'll be a nice player he just wasn't the number one player I think Paolo's going to be really really good I do think Chet's going to be good I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the best player in this draft and then the most underrated player and I can't believe that he went six. Uh, Benedict Matherin out of Arizona is going to be a guy that like this year is going to be good. He's going to average like 16, 17 points, two steals a game, five rebounds, four assists. It's too bad that, you know, that Arizona was good this year and they weren't as bad as everybody projected because then everybody wouldn't stay up until 2 a.m. watching him. And maybe he would be a perfect fit. Not that it could ever happen for the Bucks, though. Somebody like Benedict Matherin. I think he's going to be. I'm going to bet him to win rookie of the year just because I think he's going to step in and like play a huge difference this year already. What about uh, my guy, Marjan Beauchamp? Um, all I've seen of him for the bucks is just like this minute video of him. And all I can say is uh, someone's like, Oh, he's playing against kids from the Y. I go, remember the videos you saw of Giannis, dude. <laughs> I mean, you saw these videos like Giannis turned into Giannis, but that's the thing. When these Bucks draft these guys, like I was so excited for Thon Maker because I oh the potential. And then, you know, it didn't pan out. So the Bucks have all these guys that they missed on, but the one guy they hit on is like the top a top ten player. So I can't I don't know. It's just there's it's I, I there's no I can't I don't even think I can have a take. It's just gotta be wait and see with this guy. Yeah, I mean, all these G League Ignite guys. And this is going to be the future, man. There's going to be a bunch of guys that don't want to go to college that are going to go play. And I have no problem with the competition that he played against when I watch those highlights. Uh, there's just a couple things that scare me a little bit. But, I mean, we did that with Luca too. Everybody's like, oh, he's playing against garbage men and painters overseas. Well, no, the overseas game is, man, so physical now and so competitive. And I was like, wait, what's not going to translate with Luca? We were doing the draft show, myself and Bill Schmidt, and I was like, I would take Luca number one in this draft. He's going to be the best player. I know you have to take Aiton, but Luca's going to win multiple MVPs and a lot of championships. He's won how many championships before he even hit age 20 overseas, man? And he's been the best player on every single one of those teams. What's not going to translate? Him hitting a step-back jumper in somebody's face? Him, you know, being this big, just like, I mean, look, at he backs in guys. He's, he's the best player. He's the second best player on the planet right now behind Giannis, in my opinion. Uh, he is. And so uh, I, I think that doesn't scare me. What scares me a little bit is, so he's 6'6", right? And 199 pounds only with a seven foot wingspan, they say. But like, 
he'll be able to put on muscle. Why is he only shooting 30% from three? You know, I, I want a better, because with the Bucks, I wanted like, I would rather not take somebody with a high ceiling like this dude, but take somebody that you know is going to shoot like 40% from three. And because you don't need a superstar, you need somebody off the bench that can knock down shots because you can't rely on Grayson Allen unless he's playing against Chicago. That That's what they needed, I thought, was just a better three-point shooter. But who knows? I mean, this dude played four different positions I saw in high school. I just don't know a tremendous amount about him. And uh, also, like like with the Bulls, though. You know, I was talking with my dad and all the Bulls fans, and everybody's all pissed off about the pick. And I'm like, what, do you, what are you guys mad about? You get a perimeter defender, a dude that was all Pac-12 defense, coming over to the, maybe the worst perimeter defensive team in the league. And we don't know if Lonzo Ball is going to be healthy. So I, I get like, ah, what the hell? But once you get past like pick 12, pick 13 now, you kind of just, whatever's available, in my opinion. There's some steals, don't get me wrong. Like, look where Draymond was drafted. Well, you know, look speaking of, guys... look at the Warriors now. They, I just think that what they have done is un- unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I still can't believe that they actually uh, pulled that off last night and got Pat Baldwin Jr. And here, here's the reason why I rag on Warriors fans, because they don't deserve basketball. They don't deserve the nice things that they have out in San Francisco, because until the Warriors started winning, they didn't even know that basketball existed. For example, look at the mentions after they take um, Pat Baldwin Jr. The mentions are all never heard of him. Who is this kid? He was, before the season began, ESPN had him projected. A top 10 pick. They had him at number eight. He was the number four recruit uh, from 24-7 sports. I think ESPN had him five. So everybody had him as a top five recruit coming out of high school and a top 10 pick. Warriors, he slips because he decides to go play for his dad and try to save his dad's job. That doesn't work. He sits out the majority of the year with what we think was an injury. When he was out there, he didn't look all that great. But they got a top 10 pick, dude. They stole the top 10 pick the year that they won a championship. And the Warriors fans have no clue who this kid is, which proves they're all casual basketball fans. They don't pay attention to the sport. They don't deserve nice things. The Bucks deserve the championship. Giannis know, deserved yeah. the championship this year. Yeah. And then after you guys get yours, it would be nice for the Bulls to be relevant again. You know, we always do this thing. Hey, you got baseball's six of them. Be- Screw you. Yeah, I don't even need a championship. I just want Kevin Durant in a 50-win season. Is that so much to ask for? All I want, all I want. Well, never mind. All I want is a Packers Super Bowl. Um, that's all. That's all I want. So never mind. I was going to say all I want is Kevin Durant in a Bulls jersey, but <laughs> okay, okay. I, I let me do my Warriors point first. Then that, Hit it. as we talked to Ryan Horvat, Bet MGM tonight. Seventeen different podcasts, fifty thousand different hits he does throughout the country. Yeah. Horvatacy. They. The, it's so perfect for Pat with uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. because. You know, my my thought of the Warriors have a varsity team with Clay mm-hmm. and Steph and Dre, and then they've got a JV team. Mm-hmm. They still are developing Kaminga and Wiseman where there is no pressure to develop Patrick Baldwin Jr. at all. So we're no. like, hey, we got this Marjan Bochamp guy. You know, we'll develop him. He can spend some time with the herd, but come on. We kind of need, like, he's athletic. Like, Let's go, Bucks. We kind of need him to speed it up a little bit. The Warriors, they're busy developing other guys while they won a championship. And then after that, he's like on the freshman team. It's like, yeah, you'd be good in a few years. Well, we don't need you yet. Just get into our system and, you know, learn how to win. And it's just, it's it's unbelievable. And the Milwaukee pipeline is so crazy. But this guy is full of potential. You're right about everything you said. And the Warriors just sit there, win a championship, and then, and they, and they can afford to do this. It's it's unbelievable what they've done. And I do credit them at least. You know, say what you want about the bandwagoners. But the, for Brian Windhorst a couple weeks ago to say they were getting checkbook wins, shouldn't we be applauding an ownership group that is putting winning ahead of how much their tax is? They want to win. I would love to root for a team that just wants to win. Money be damned. Who's the last team that won a championship that didn't win it because of their checkbook? Because I would say even the Bucs won because of their checkbook. I mean, okay, so they drafted Giannis, homegrown talent. They super max him. Middleton, they did not draft. But, dude, they found Middleton before he was Middleton, so he's homegrown. But uh, 
they had to move away from Eric Bledsoe, who also they traded for, but they had to go out and get Drew Holiday, dude. And then you had to pay him a little bit of money. And so they had to make that addition. Um, but uh, the, the, the Warriors, yeah, they got Kevin Durant. Uh, the Lakers, every every time LeBron's won a championship, it's been bought. LeBron's never won one on his own. Let's be honest. Steph, I, I give Steph more credit for winning this one on his own this year than LeBron ever. So, and Windhorse is only Windhorse, and he does a great job. He's right on a lot of stuff, unlike Woj these days. But uh, he only has his job, let's be honest, because he was LeBron's uh, B-boy for how many years? He was, he was uh, his E. So that's the only reason. So all of Brown's championships have been bought. So I thought that was ridiculous that he said that. You know who else I had to unfollow? Just too much for me, man. Friend of show, Keith Smith. I I'm oh, I told you, hey, I did it too. Dude, dude, get over it, man. You are a grown man. Like the Packers lose in the most heartbreaking fashion every single year. I cry about it for 24 hours. I bitch about it for a week. I move on, but I don't have to be like, Oh, man, I can't believe I missed my daughter's dance recital. Oh, man, Nathan wanted to go fishing, but I told him to piss off because the Packers lost in the NFC Championship. Get over it, dude. It's a game. Trust me. My team, my team, the, our team, our team, we're a we show. Our team invents ways to lose football games. I still do not understand how the hell they lost to the Niners. How do you lose to the Seahawks in the NFC title game in the fashion which they did and then lose a game? where you don't give up an offensive touchdown. I had to watch it again, man, because it was on the NFL Network before work, and I was like, can't do it to myself, can't do it to myself. But I kept thinking, and I was like, how do they lose this game? A.J. Dillon gets hurt, which sucks the second half of the game. A punt gets blocked, and a field goal gets blocked. I just – but I got over it. But Keith Smith, man, with the cell – it's always excuses, too. Oh, the officials. The officials did not – Turn the ball over a hundred times in the playoffs. That was Jason Tatum. Um, you know, the officials weren't flopping around. The officials weren't throwing their hands up and not getting back on defense, giving up wide open threes to the best three-point shooting team in NBA history. Warriors deserve that championship. Not because of their paychecks, because you know what happened? They got lucky, man. Like, you know what I kind of you know what they do? Kind of the Spurs model. The Spurs became the Spurs because they had a good core. But they had never won a championship. They had David Robinson, Avery Johnson, and Sean Elliott. And then David Robinson, remember he got hurt that year. He missed 71 games. Avery Johnson got hurt. Um, uh, Sean Elliott had, like, something crazy, man. Like, had, like, something with his liver. I can't remember what happened. But he didn't play basketball for a year. So they went full tank mode. They end up getting Tim Duncan. They pair Tim Duncan and David Robinson. They win the championship in the lockout season. And then after that, Everything just worked out where they drafted the right way. They would draft guys they didn't need year one. Like year one, they didn't need Ginobili. They didn't know what they had. They didn't know if they were going to get him overseas. They didn't need Tony Parker right away. But they just kept adding, and that's what the Warriors are doing. And then they could develop these guys, and that's what some of these teams are doing. Some of these organizations just have it right right now. Memphis, anything they do, draft, touch, they're hitting like crazy. I know we hate the Raptors and we hate Nick Nurse, but look at all the G-leaguers that they've turned into perennial all-stars. Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. Those dudes all played in the G-league. So I just think that that's the new way of the NBA. The Bucs, their situation's a little bit different because we have they have the best player in the league. You have an all-star in Chris Middleton and the best defender in the league in Drew Holiday. So all they need to do is just like draft, in my opinion, just draft shooters. That's all the Bucs need. Because what, what else do they need, man? They is just A.J. Need guys Green can... good from Northern Ooh. Iowa? A.J. Green from Northern Iowa? Oh, God. Who knows, man? I I, I honestly, I have no idea. Like, who's uh, Buck signed him to a two-way. Yeah, I mean, probably. Emic texted me A.J. Green. I thought the Packers signed A.J. Green. Should the Packers trade for A.J. Green? 414-799-1250. <laughs> Remember when A.J. Green just gave up on that play and the Packers beat Arizona because uh, Rasul yeah. Douglas had the interception. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Remember he just didn't want to turn around. He's like, nah, he was dude. like, I, yeah. Oh, I can't wait till the, I can't wait till the season. I, I really, I've been, I know it's baseball season and I know, I mean, other than that, man, we really have nothing right now. I just, I can't wait to watch the Packers this year. 
Hey, I really, Ryan, I, I have no, I, I have no idea. They're either going to be a 14 win team or a nine win team, but uh, I love the enigma. When I was on with you guys on Tuesday, was was Trista into me or was she clowning me? I couldn't tell. I have no idea. I'm not the uh, Trista interpreter. You'd have to ask her yourself. Well, I called you Horvy, and she thought it was like the craziest thing she's ever heard in her life. I yeah, like, I don't know. I was like, listen, Horvy. She goes, Horvy. Everybody calls me that. I don't really know what was going on. I don't even remember what happened yesterday, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I've just been thinking of Trista all week. No big deal. No big deal. Why don't you DM her? See what she's up to. She don't follow me back. I followed her. No? No, I followed her, and she didn't follow me back. Um, you know what I do when that happens? I just unfollow. I don't follow anybody that doesn't follow me, except for like people I have to follow, like Woj, the big choke artist. And uh, Woj last night became the Adam Schefter of the NBA now, right? Well, no, Schefter, I didn't, maybe, because that Durant stuff felt like Aaron Rodgers two years ago to me. All of a sudden, hey, let's drum. Uh, Durant wants out. Durant might get traded. People are like, oh my God, Durant might get traded. Durant, that was all just nothing. Just like Rodgers two years ago. What are they doing? Like the Kyrie stuff last night. Like, you know, exactly. Ky- Kyrie was never getting moved on draft night. KD's not getting moved. I doubt either of those guys even end up getting moved. I, I, we'll see. If, if they do, Kyrie's going to end up back with LeBron, you know. Here's the thing. If you want to place a bet right now on the NBA, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I, I, I you brought that up, and I just thought of this. The Lakers are... I want to say 32 to one or 28 to one. I know that's a huge difference, but I'm thinking about playing the Lakers to win the championship today. They're going to probably end up getting Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie, LeBron, AD, they move on from Russ. They'll make it all work. And then they'll get a bunch of knockdown shooters. You know, LeBron wants that championship because Steph passed him. Steph passed him. Why do we continue to talk about LeBron? Here's, here's a good topic for a radio show. Why do we continue to talk about LeBron? is the guy that is going to or surpass Jordan as the best player ever, the most recognizable player ever. No kid that's playing in the driveway right now could pretend to be LeBron unless they're 6'9", 255 pounds. You can't play the game like he plays the game. Every kid could go out in the driveway and want to be the next Steph Curry, though. Me, you, everybody could pull up from 75-foot, work on their three-point shot, work on their ball-handling skills, Everybody could be Steph Curry. I mean, they can't, but they could, at least in their head until they're 16, 17 years old, think that they could be Steph Curry. Nobody, nobody could be like, man, I hope I wake up tomorrow and I'm six foot nine, 285 pounds. I get every single whistle and I could trade Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love if I want before he ever suits up and plays a game. So why do we always talk about LeBron and not Steph? And I, at times, have been, I, I'm not a Steph hater, but I'm like, man, he's not even the best player on some of these teams. That's KD. But Steph has more rings than LeBron, right? He's changed the game of basketball forever. And uh, I don't – I think – is Steph the second greatest player of all time or maybe the greatest player of all time, the greatest scorer of all time behind Michael Jordan? Maybe if you didn't grow up watching Jordan, is Steph so the So one ever? finals does that? That's just he has the thing. more – Yeah, but that's well, what's no. been interesting for me is it's all like Steph is so great, it's so great, it's so great, and then – he wins one finals. Uh, he wins his fourth instead of his third. Fourth. Like if I just, I'm just wondering, why didn't we talk about stuff this way two weeks ago? Why did it have? Why do you have to win another finals? Well, well, because in today's in today's world of sports, rings over everything, right? Like I'm told, even though Aaron Rodgers is ten times more talented than Tom Brady, social media. Everybody tells me Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever to live. And I say, well, Aaron Rodgers does this better than him. Aaron Rodgers does that better than him. And everybody says, look at Brady's rings. Rodgers only has one ring. Rodgers is a choke artist. All right, well, Steph has more rings than LeBron. LeBron's choked in the finals. LeBron's passed up the big shot in the finals. Steph has not done that. Steph just won a finals MVP. Steph has more rings. Therefore, should Steph not be greater than LeBron? Or are we admitting that sometimes it's a team sport and rings don't mean everything because then that changes this quarterback thing. And I think Rogers is the more talented, better quarterback than Tom Brady. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got to say about that? Well, you know me, I'm a Tom Brady stand. So, so, so who's the best player? Let's say Michael Jordan never lived. Let's say none of those dudes that, I mean, I oh want my God, we would, oh geez. Who's the best NBA player ever? Steph or LeBron. 
or or somebody or KD or Kawhi. Well, you know what? You, you know how you say that. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. You know how you say that everyone can pretend to be Steph. That's why I. I mean, I seriously am I've, glad the Celtics did not win a title because kids would be flopping all summer. I mean, they're already doing that, man. The game is the AAU is AAU basketball is ruining basketball. I mean, these kids are playing fourteen games a day. That's why. That's why everybody's getting hurt because it's not the NBA scheduling. What a bunch of BS, dude. Growing up, the. The NBA, they would play back-to-backs in the playoffs. It would be game three on Saturday. You turn around, game four would be Sunday. And everybody was playing. And they were playing hungover. Rodman would be in Vegas until 4 a.m. He'd fly in and grab 30 rebounds. Jordan would be drunk on the golf course with Chris Chelios and Jeremy Roenick doing God knows what and then still dropping 40 on teams. So I don't want to hear the excuses. It's because all these dudes do is play basketball for you know, 20, I'm not I'm not saying all travel leagues and AAU stuff is bad, but some of the stuff is just ridiculous. But I mean, the flopping stuff's already happening. I'd take LeBron over Steph, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, he's got Steph's got more rings. I mean, Steph is is Steph more likable too than LeBron? I think so. Well, LeBron LeBron's not likable. Steph is. The 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 problem with LeBron is that I try really hard to like him. And then he keeps doing things that make me not like him. He's never done anything that's actually makes me like. I mean, I like uh, cool. He, I, I like my the default stuff that he does. mode is want to like LeBron, and then he says something or he does something, and it's like ah, I don't like him. I like okay, so he builds a school. I like the stuff he does off the floor. I like the stuff he does for his community. And I hate to say this, but I feel like LeBron always has to have the cameras on, whereas like. I watched these videos of Kyrie and everybody always clowns Kyrie. I've seen like Kyrie just like walk up to kids that are like selling candy bars and like kids on the street and just like take out a wad of cash and hand it over to him. Well, he might be like, like, he might be a good hearted person. Kyrie's a terrible teammate though. Well, oh yeah. I mean, well, he's a goofball a little bit, but I think he's a good dude. I I think he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, which everybody always, (laughs) you could say, I, I love his game. I mean, best handles, closeout score. He's so good. And every once in a while, he'll, you'll be like, where's Kyrie? Oh, he's not at the game? He's at a PTA meeting on a Zoom call right now trying to uh, get free lunch for the kids. I don't know. I, I, I like him. And where's, where's KD? Oh, I don't know. Chris Broussard said something about him three months ago that he's not over yet. So he's fighting with him on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like this new wave of athlete. Rogers, Kyrie. I, like, I hate, like, 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 we always rip, like, J.J. Watt. How boring and just dull is he? Everything on social media. He gets to the joke, you know, eight tweets later. Somebody tweets it out. There's JJ 20 minutes later with the same joke. He's watching every single game. I'd rather have my You know what I call JJ Watt? I call him Blue Earth. I call him the world on mushrooms. I call JJ Watt GG Watt because he's rated G. Yeah, exactly. I call him PG Watt. He's not even PG. I call him JJ Snot. JJ JJ Snot is probably the person that when the NFL guys are like on TV, you know how they'll never say butt? Yeah. They're like, oh, he fell on his backside. He fell on it. He's the person that's like, oh, if they say butt, I'm calling the censors. JJ, JJ Watt, he's probably the guy that when like he watches golf and calls the rules committee when he sees a shot that he didn't think was legal. Oh, he he tapped the sand before he did it. Oh, he's that's a penalty. Exactly. Exactly. Who do you think J.J. Watt wants to win the NBA Finals next year? The Bucks? No, he just wants everyone to have a good time. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, I miss you around here. You should see my computer screen right now. It's all white. Why? I don't know. So your computer just died? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no, not good. it's like half the butt. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It ain't good. That's though. not good. <laughs> it ain't good. That's not good. Hey, let me ask you a question really quickly here. Um, so, like, what, what are you going to do this weekend? Like, are, are you going to watch the USFL playoffs? I've been trying to get into the Canadian Football League. Won a bet last night. So, and that still, like, didn't do it for me. Um, I mean, I like I like baseball. Don't get me wrong. And you're going to watch the Brewers. You're going to watch your team. I'm not going to watch my team because they continue to roll out Jason Hayward, who's hitting 185. So, I'll continue to watch your team. But, other than, you know, I'm not going to watch like 20 hours of baseball like I do football. What the hell are you doing on these weekends? Um, tonight I'm doing something with the kid and my wife. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you like you do that all the time. Um, that's boring. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to a birthday party I didn't RSVP to for a kid, but I think we'll be fine. We're just gonna show. Uh, that's well, kind of a jerk move. Well, no, the guy. So they handed out invites, and then we didn't get an invite on accident. I think. Uh, that means that you won't dare watch. But it. then I saw the guy, the kid's dad, at the next birthday party. He said, "Hey, are you guys coming?" So I was like, "Whoa!" So obviously we were invited. And I was like, "I don't know. Yeah. I might go to the game, but now, now I'm gonna come." Yeah, one time I actually forgot to invite one of my buddies actually to my wedding. Reason being, um, he was actually like, he was like hooking up with this girl that I used to hook up with, and I didn't care because <laughs> she wasn't exactly. Uh, the type you're going to walk down the altar if you catch my drift. But I just didn't want her in the same area because for some reason, whenever my wife runs into anybody that I've hooked up with or dated, even if it was in like the seventh grade, this is why I'm so glad I don't live in my hometown anymore. For some reason, then the rest of the day, she would like be mad at me. I'd be like, hey, do you think you could uh, grab me that sweatshirt since I'm not in the room? And she'd be like, why don't you have Kristen grab you the sweatshirt? And I'd be like, what? What the hell? Like, why, why would she grab the sweatshirt? I haven't seen her since we were 13 years old, dancing to Mariah Carey, always be my baby at Skate West. <laughs> I haven't heard a Skate West drop in a while from you. Dude, Skate West. That, <laughs> did I ever tell you the story about the worst birthday ever of my life? So I was in, <laughs> I was in the skate, I was in the skating for a year, rollerblading. We all were. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So many jokes. But uh, I wanted to be a hockey player, and my dad told me, first, you have to learn how to skate backwards. You should start by rollerblading, knowing that I would like not want to do it anymore then. So anyway, we used to go to Skate West, so I got into it, and I wanted to have my birthday party at Skate West, so I invited 30 of my friends from school on a Saturday morning, and on Friday night, I got like deathly sick. I had the flu, 104-degree temperature. I've never been this sick in my life, except for when I had COVID, um, and uh, – I couldn't go to the skate party, but this is like back in the day, there was no text messaging. There were no cell phones. So we were unable to like cancel the party. So my mom went and sat there and they had the birthday party without me. So I had to sit in bed sick while my mom went to skate West with all my friends who skated on my birthday for my birthday party without me. Wow. I just remember my roller rink story is there. You could pay 50 cents and there'd be a message up on the screen. And so I asked a girl out that way in sixth grade, and then she said no. Ah. And, and I was like, I like you so much. And, and she's like, I don't like you. And I'm like, I'll prove how much I like you. So I like took a big wad of hand soap and put it all over my mouth. And that, then she got a restraining order in the sixth grade again. She had, you sound like, uh, you ever seen the movie Fair? You sound like Mark Wahlberg in that movie. Let me in the house! No, then she became one of my really good friends. Oh, so you were friend zoned in the friend zone? No, nah, there was like, like I liked her as a kid. There was like never any adult. I don't, I'm not gonna lie, don't care. The reason I brought up this terrible, <laughs> terrible, sad story about my childhood and how my birthday was ruined because the more I think about it, Bart, I've never really had a good birthday for some reason. My birthdays just never work out. But this year, there is a chance that maybe everybody could help me. Have a birthday. I see that kid that you have on the show that I hate. I actually have him blocked. Nathan Marizon, what's his name? He's, he's the Giannis kid. He's the Bucks, Cubs, Yankees, yeah, Cardinals, yeah, yeah. Microsoft fan. Well, I have him blocked. I saw that everybody gave this kid money and flew him out to the, uh, yeah. to, the to the playoffs. I think everybody should pitch in for Horvy. We send Horvy to London. The Green Bay Packers are playing on my birthday against the New York Giants. Unfortunately, I just had to buy my eight-year-old son braces, so I will not Oof. be able to, even after my draft earnings, um, afford to go. Yeah, you but can't if come everybody... on here and talk about how you always win and then ask for money. My my advice would be you got to bet more. No, no, I have the money. I don't want to spend my own money. I have, I have oh, other things to spend. Oh, okay, okay. So I think everybody should do what they did for that kid because I think people forget the Packers actually have not lost the game that I've attended in four years. Mm, people do but forget we sent, that. We sent Radio Joe Zanzola for some reason to San Francisco for the NFC title game the year that I covered the team and they went undefeated with me at games. We then ruined that by sending Joe uh, the cloud of death. And what, and what happened in that title game again? They uh, lost. Yeah, some dude that I don't even think is in the league anymore rushed for 300 yards against us. Uh, let me get Frank real quick. 
Hey, okay. Frank. What's up, buddy? Hey, Ryan Bart. How you guys doing? What's up? Uh, I'm just calling about two things, actually. Uh, first, as a UWM fan, I'm excited for Patrick Baldwin for uh, Golden State. I think he's going to do well there. He pretty much is going from the outhouse to the penthouse playing there. So good for him. I'm happy for him. I'll be cheering him on from afar as a Bucks fan as well. And second, Ryan, I know you're a big Chicago guy. I'm going to Forbidden Door this Sunday. Do you have nice. any... Do you have any recommendations of anything around the United Center to hit up before the event starts on Sunday? You know what? I'll send you a list, man. The United Center, that's a um, – what I'll say really quickly about that, that's the area where uh, you do not want to take a wrong turn and end up in the wrong spot. So I'll send you a couple places. But I would maybe um, like try to party or like try to get dinner or hang out a little bit like 20, 15, 20 minutes away and then Uber over to the UC just because – it's kind of rough there at night, but I'll send you over some uh, recommendations. There's one place that I really like. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate it. And Bart, uh, are you ready for your debut on Rampage tonight? I think you got slammed into the Oh, the I'm so pumped, yeah. Horvath, right? I was watching. Uh, thanks, Frank. See you, buddy. Yep. Oh, Frank, really quickly, before you go, do do check out the Billy Goat Tavern. And if, you could, uh, if you're looking for, like, a nicer dinner, go to Queenie's Supper Club, by the way, by the UC. I will throw those two out at you now. All right, cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, on uh, what was it? Uh, I went to AEW Wednesday. Saw that. And there's uh, on Orange Cassidy's pin, you can see me pretty good celebrating. But then on Rampage tonight, which they taped after, Andrade throws Ray Phoenix into the barricade, and it like smashed me and Paul. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, we 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 we. I took a gate to the chest. Dude, you should have. Okay, so one more quick story for you. You should have faked an injury, and I probably have told this one on these airwaves. But my grandpa Gordy, rest in peace, of course. Um, before he passed away, he was at a CVS and he slipped on some drink, on some on some liquid, some water or something, some bodily fluids, and slipped and fell and like cracked his hip. And he was in the hospital. And he had to have surgery and everything, and he could have sued CVS, and he didn't. And you know, he, he did pretty well for himself. He retired as college baseball's all-time winning as coach. But, you know, the rest of the family, we could have all got rich off this. It's my dream to just slip and fall somewhere and be able to sue the company and never do anything for the rest of my life. You should have did that and sued AEW, like fake, like went down on national TV, on live TV, and faked an injury. Oh, That's the American dream, is it not? Everybody's always like, I don't know, man. I'd get bored. What the hell? No, no, no. You could have side jobs. Betting, there's your job. You're rich, only bet what you could afford to lose. Sit around, like right now, I'm watching tennis. Boom. I got Cressy over Draper. He just uh, he just won, by the way. He's you know up what? Seven, you six. Know, Tim's born in Canada. I might be more in the Canadian dream these days. Maybe I Canadian should be making what? fun of the, the Canadian dream. Yeah, I mean. This country, I, uh, look at the news today and then tell me how you feel. I've been a big fan of Canada for years. I've wanted to. My wife really likes Canada, too. Um, I like a lot of the content. Canada is all about sports betting. Pretty much every podcast I listen to that isn't on Odyssey, Horvodyssey, is like the dudes are based out of Canada. Those guys just love betting sports over there. And, uh, yeah, um, nobody's uh, – I'm not going to get myself in any trouble. But, yeah, things not so great over here lately. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to let you – a little nervous just to leave the house. Like, I want to take my son, who's turning nine on September 8th, to Red Hot Chili Peppers at Nationals Park, dude. And he really wants to go. Introduced him to the Chili Peppers. He loves the Chili Peppers. And the crazy thing is, like, they never age. They're going to outlive us. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is going to outlive us all, which is insane. Did you, there's but, a, hey, hey, there's a breaking news story today that happened during our show. Did you see it? Oh, no, I did not. I'll check it out now. Yeah, it's a uh... stop. Well, Don't. Just... Oh. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> he just saw it. Peace. Bye. Hey, Fourth Base Sports Bar. It is a restaurant. It is a sports bar. It's got everything that stop. Thank you. That you're looking for in one. Great place to watch some of the games this weekend. You know, if I don't know if any of your fellow Canadians are coming down for this game, but if there's a spot where you tell your friends where to go, it's gotta be fourth base, right? It's got to be fourth yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. It's in the movie Major League, which they can still probably watch on VHS. Because I do you guys have DVDs in Canada? I don't think my Canadians are coming down here. Oh no, they're they're good. Just, uh, we'll watch game on TV. 
We're good. Fourth Base Sports Bar on National Avenue. Pop fly from the stadium. It's right down the road. Great place to watch the games. Great place to go before the games. Great to, uh, place to stop in after the games. Great place for lunch. It's a sports bar vibe. I mean, that's why Major League filmed there. And also, the food is tremendous. You're getting food that, you know, normally you got to dress up for. Maybe suit and tie. Maybe some fine dining here. But that's not the case. It's just, it's just like a friendly atmosphere. And you can have steaks and burgers and uh, seafood and all this stuff that's in the deli case that CJ's attending uh, each and every night. So check it out. Really good. Really good food. Really good atmosphere. Do want to check that out. Fourth Base Restaurant on National. Couple minutes here. Dave is in Cutta. Hey, hey, Dave. What's up? Morning, gentlemen. Sorry about that. It's, it's taken me so long, but uh, I wanted to call in way earlier with uh, the Brewers stuff. But oh well. Um, yeah. So I, I'm ready for uh, the Brewers to just sell off everything. Uh, so please let them lose this weekend, so we can just uh, do a nice little mini fire sale, if you don't mind. Also, they won Mark, yesterday. I don't care. I don't care. There, this is this is uh, like MLB limbo at this point. Do you really want them to be this like 500 team going forward? They're they no. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they're going to win out. They're not good enough to go anywhere in the playoffs right now. They have no offense whatsoever, and uh, even their pitching is faltering in tremendous fashion. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But uh, I got my I got my ticket to uh, Forbidden Door Sunday. That's the, the main reason why I wanted to, to call in. Bart. Oh, you are going. Want anything. Yeah, I talked to uh, a good, good buddy that works uh, backstage. Uh, well, in-ring and backstage. And uh dude hooked me up. So I, I figured, why the hell not? It's going to be a monumental occasion. All right. Well, hey, have a good time, man. Let me know how it is. Definitely. I'll uh, I'll make sure I like record it on my phone. That way we can put it on an American VHS <laughs> and a Canadian Betamax for uh, Tim over there. See you, Dave. Okay. Have a good one. Dave and Cudahy. That's going to wrap up the week for us, Tim. Uh, sorry to do this all on the air. I'm going to need you to hit the break when it's 5620. All right. What is it right now? Uh, 5535. Thank God you said that. Yeah, so we have a little bit of time. So yeah. don't, don't, hit it at 5620. I'll say my goodbyes here before the end. Just a little technical difficulties that uh, I have to talk about on the air. It's yeah. not a big deal. No, it's Friday. It's hey, There's, thanks for a good week. Oh, well, thank you for fun. being here. I'm sorry that you were late, and I'm sorry that <laughs> – Today, I blame all this on you. I have seven seconds. 25? No, 20, 20. Well, then you have to do your two with the other hand. Oh, no, you were right. Yeah. You were right. Now you have 10. All right, big show up next. Quentin Mayo talking Johnny Davis. Brewers post game tonight. Tim will be there. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.